This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. Hi, this is Shane. And this is Virginia. And this is Wait, You've Never Seen? A podcast dedicated to discussing well-known movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen. And today we're discussing, wait, you've never seen National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? I was surprised that there, I think I said last time, there was uh, Christmas movies that I haven't seen. But now I have seen this one. Let's talk about it. Yay. (laughs) So... Um, We don't really have any trigger warnings, I guess, unless you're not a fan of physical comedy and seeing people, like, hitting themselves in the head with boards and stuff. I know that's not everybody's jam, so. Yeah, it's like uh, cartoon violence, but in a real setting. Yeah, yeah. So just be on the lookout for that. But I was pleasantly surprised that there was not, like, okay, here's a reference to sexual assault that I'm going to have to, like, sit through, or here's this thing where this, like, woman is really crappy to this other woman or whatever like it was just sort of a nice uh popcorny type movie yes i really liked it spoiler alert you did (laughs) i did there were times where i'm like oh because there is misogyny there there are some things that are are less are less than edifying yes so um well, so what are the three things, Virginia, <laughs> that you expected from this movie? Well, I will tell you something that when I hear National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, oh, oh. I expect there to be a vacation. Like, oh, we're going to Grandma's house. Here we go, and then they their car breaks down, and this happens, and that happens, and whatever. Now we should maybe state up front here that. You, there has been, there had been two other vacation movies before this that I don't think you've ever seen. I have not seen any of the vacation movies. So there's the National Lampoon's, the original National Lampoon's Vacation. Uh Uh-huh. It is a cross-country romp, but I'm not going to tell you much more because maybe you'll want to see that if you like this movie. And then there's the European, National Lampoon's European Vacation. So by the time they got to the third one, they're just like... We'll just make the same kind of jokes and have a good time and just call it vacation so you'll buy a ticket and I you'll see. know what that is. Well, and then I was wondering, like, and this this may be a northern thing or this may just be a me thing. I don't know. Okay. Um, where, like, kids don't call it Christmas vacation or That's Thanksgiving part- vacation or spring vacation. It's Thanksgiving break, Christmas break, spring break. So to me, when I hear vacation, I hear we're going somewhere. So this was set in Chicago. Right. And oh, the that Bears. is a Chicago. Yeah. yeah, they kept crowbarring in. <laughs> I think there's a Blackhawks jersey. Yes, he came down wearing Clark. a Blackhawks jersey. It says Griswold on the oh back, which is so douchey. It's... Who spends the money for that kind of a jersey? I mean, well, there w- there was a day and age where I might have done that for a Denver Broncos jersey, but... With your own name on it? With my own name on it, yeah. Okay, look, I'm sorry. See, you just don't judge I just, people. I totally don't judge judged people. you. I'm so sorry. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, to reiterate, in in the Midwest, at least, where I grew up, you do refer to 
Chris, you know, the Christmas break as Christmas vacation. So while it opens on them going on a, you know, being in a car and it looks like they're going on a trip, they don't actually go anywhere on this vacation. See, that's what I totally thought. You wanted them to go I somewhere. I wanted them to go somewhere. Yeah, well, I hadn't seen the other two. You so. know what you'll like later? <laughs> we'll have to do a, a National Lampoon's vacation. <laughs> so, um... Since Chevy Chase was in it, yes. I thought there might be some Saturday Night Live references. But Je- uh, Chevy Chase was one of the originals, and I'm, I'm too young to have watched him originally. So I didn't know, I didn't really know, like, his um, his history with Saturday Night Live and what he did while he was on there. If, like, I wasn't sure if there was a connection, is what I'm now, getting at. Have you ever, are you now, or have you ever been, I feel like I'm interrogating you. Um, What's uh, with this bright a, light? Why are you shining it in my fan. face? <laughs> <laughs> I'll turn it off. Click. <laughs> so, have you ever been a fan of SNL? The The era that I watched was right when I was kind of late high school through college was um, Will Ferrell, um, Sherry O'Terry, um I'm blanking all all of their names right now. I mean, it's over. But, yeah. It's over. I mean, it's it, it's getting close to 40. Anna Gasteyer, that was the other woman I was trying to think of. It's way over 40 years. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. It's way over 40 years. But every five years, sometimes it was 10 years, but every five years or so, they would do like a special, you know, 20-year uh, right, yeah. anniversary, 25 Soon it'll be 60 and 80, whatever it is. It was 25 my freshman year in high school. So that was playing like all the time in the common room on the big TV. Because they do, sorry, I'm sorry, I said all of that to say they usually go over like, oh, here's here's how it started and here's... Oh, I see. Like Chevy would do the news, um, he would be the fake news guy. Weekend update. Right. Yes. He would say, now here... Was he the one who said, now here's the fake news with Chevy Chase? I don't know. Or no, shoot, that was, no. You might have to edit this, I'm so sorry. That's okay. We're, we can move on, though. But there was a there was a famous bit he did with um, Jane Curtin. Uh, Jane Curtin called Count, uh, called Point Counterpoint. Okay. Where... She would she would make a really well reasoned argument, mm-hmm. and he would go. So he was the counterpoint, and he would start with Jane, you ignorant slut. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's the only. I'm gonna stop saying things. Um, and then my third thing that I expected was that Santa will save the day. <laughs> I don't know why. It was a Christmas movie, and Santa usually features in there. That's true. Well, he did, really. He did. If you think about it. He did. We start with a cartoon of Santa. Right. So, um... So, did you expect to like it, and what was your rating? Well, I gave it off the bat three and a half stars, because as you know, I love Christmas and Christmas movies. Yeah. It's not usually in the must-watch Christmas movie list that I see. Um, but I also didn't want to be especially negative based on the fact that I hadn't seen it before. And also that Cary Grant, my classic Hollywood boyfriend, sued Chevy Chase. 
I had no idea. Yeah, he did. For what? So, so when Chevy Chase, I'm reading this from mentalfloss.com. So take that for what it's worth. Um, <laughs> when Chevy Chase was first starting to make his splash in show business, people compared him to Cary Grant. That's really hard to imagine now. That that was my editorial, not the thing I'm reading. Well, I remember seeing him in the those earlier movies. Thinking, because he was... Anyway, go ahead. During a September 1980 interview on Tom Snyder's talk show Tomorrow, host Snyder favorably compared guest Chase to Grant. Chase responded, I understand he was a homo. He was brilliant. What a gal. So, it was a long-standing rumor that Cary Grant was bisexual. Mm -hmm. But in that day and age, in 1980... Like, the prevailing social norm was you can't really be out. You can't. And, like, saying that you were could damage your reputation and your income and all of this stuff. So either Chevy Chase knew he was lying and was just being an asshole, or he outed Carrie without his permission. Either way, he's an yeah, he thinks he's being funny. And by the way, I love Chevy Chase, but he's an asshole. Oh yeah, he's definitely an asshole. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to be unfair because of that, because you know how much I love Cary Grant, and I knew I would be biased, so I decided to give it a little bump just to, just for for fairness's sake. Well, so there's not a hint of you know. Uh, You'd make a good judge, I think. Thank you. With your fairness. So, let me see. So, are we up... Can you give us your... Are we up to the one... Yes. I'm trying not to read it. Your one-sentence <laughs> TV guide. Your one-sentence okay. TV guide summary. It's a long sentence. Let me reiterate that I thought this was a vacation. <laughs> not a let's sit at home and have everyone come to us movie. So... A family heads over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house, but a series of obstacles stand in their way, including a questionable Santa who reminds everyone of the true meaning of Christmas. Look, I was going off National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and a picture of Chevy Chase, like, electrocuted all around himself outside a house. Dressed as Santa. Dressed as Santa. Thank you. Exactly. You know... I think at this point I need to tell you that I want to see the your descriptions of all these movies. <laughs> I want to see all of those movies. <laughs> oh my goodness. That would be fantastic. So, <clears throat> excuse me. According to IMDb, the description of this movie is as follows. The Griswold family's plans for a big Christmas predictably turns into a big disaster. That's very short and sweet and 100% accurate. <laughs> I think I think Clark Griswold kept saying he wanted a good old-fashioned family Christmas. Like, that That was his phrase. Yeah. So, how... So, we kind of already know that this kind of... Ex, well, did it meet or exceed your expectations? So, I did enjoy the movie. Yes. But it didn't really... Like, the things that I thought was going to happen, like a vacation somewhere, obviously did not happen. happen. Um, There weren't any 
a lot of uh, Saturday Night Live references. Um, but I think the right. If I can interrupt you for just a second, I believe one of the writers was a SNL alum. Like there are some SNL connections to mm-hmm. the movie, but right, it's, there's no overt like nods to SNL. Right, and because this was made in. 89, was it? 88? 89, it was released. 88, I think, is when they made it. Um, That would have been before any time I would have watched Saturday Night Live, so right. if there were any references, I probably wouldn't have gotten them, is what I'm getting at. I understand. And, I mean, Santa doesn't save the day, but he does, the, the flaming Santa lawn ornament does fly in front of the moon, and it, like... Because of the sh- gases. Right. I'm sorry, the... That's fine. There's full. So, <laughs> so it was like, yeah, it's like San- the classical Santa in front of the moon, except not classic. So yes. I thought that was a nice touch. Well, everyone sings patriotic songs. Oh, my God. Thanks to Aunt Bethany. Yes. With, by the way, can I just interject real quick with an Aunt Bethany factoid? Mm-hmm. Of which there's probably only one. Uh-huh. So she was played by Mae Questel. Uh-huh. She was an American actress born in 1908, best known for portraying animated characters Betty Boop and Olive Oil. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, she was also she was also in like B movies, if there was such a thing uh-huh. in the twenties and thirties. I think thirties. So she goes, she goes way, way back. There were lots of people in this movie who ha- who are like, oh, there's like a super old like right, you know, yeah, <laughs> a super old person with a nod to like old Hollywood. So I did decide I did I really did like it. I decided to bump it up to four stars because wow. I thought like. Every scene that was supposed to make me go like, oh my God, this is going to happen. Or, oh my Lord, this really, he's going to fall through the scene. And then he would (laughs) fall through the scene. So I'm like, it's predictable, but like in a good way where it's like, oh, I know what's going to happen next. So I'm prepared for it. He's not. He's not prepared for it at all. Right. So I will say four stars. Wow. But my TV guide summary was so wrong. It was was so wrong. It might have been a little bit wrong. (laughs) So in general, I just want to say, like, the character of Griswold, of Clark, uh, the character of Clark uh, Griswold, he's, he, in kind of the whole movie, is a big cartoon. Mm-hmm. We begin the movie with literally a cartoon animated, mm-hmm. and it's like, there's no difference from the animated title sequence to how events transpire Later on, there's even like uh, cartoon comic like boink sounds when someone gets hit and right, and yeah, kind of yeah. But I think Clark is a complicated character. Like he wants to hold on to this ideal that he has of what it means to be a family from the '50s. You know, he grew up in the '50s, and mm-hmm. he wants to hold on to this Americana and this good feeling that he has in his heart. You get that feeling. I get that feeling. When he's watching those those old movies in the attic, mm-hmm. like with that like just look of like wonder and like joy on his face, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he is full of anger. 
Mm-hmm. He is so full of anger and so easily will go right over the edge yes. and freak out. Yeah, well, something that I noticed as well, um, and I've I've seen this play out like in real life with, you know, people that I know and whatnot, mm-hmm. is Clark talked a good game about, oh, I want a good old fashion family Christmas as soon as every bit like his wife tried to say you know that they fight with each other as soon as they get there he goes out to like do the lights or whatever leaving of course his wife inside to deal with like the approaching mushroom cloud that will detonate between their in-laws like that's just so so indicative of that 50s mentality where it's like Oh, she'll take care. It'll be fine. Yeah. And he doesn't just go outside to attend to other matters. He wraps the entire house in Christmas right. with 25,000 individual bulbs. And he staples them like six inches apart. So That's a time-consuming yes. process. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, he's enough of an asshole <laughs> that when he falls off a ladder or gets hit with planks of wood... I feel like it's totally okay to laugh at him. Oh, like, yeah. I don't feel sorry for him. No, I but agree. But I still... No, I don't know if you feel this way about him. I want him to succeed. Like, to have that Christmas that he wants? Is that what you mean? No, no. I mean, like, in the very... In the end, he doesn't get arrested. He gets his bonus. Oh. Like, when that happens, I don't go, I don't care either one, one way or another because you made such an unlikable guy. I, yeah, I didn't really... You didn't care. I didn't care about that because I thought, well, I thought it was irresponsible that he spent money he didn't have for a down payment for a pool. So I'm like, oh, thank God his family's still going to have a house. And they'll so I'm more concerned about, like, how his actions affect the people he clearly has not thought of, his wife and children. But, yeah, he, I, I was glad to see that. I actually wrote this down. I'm like, even even the boss's own wife was like, you did what? You took their bonuses away? What kind? I'm like, exactly. Your rich wife is telling you to give these people their bonuses. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So how many times do they say Christmas vacation in the opening song? I was not counting. Like... A million. It's like the what's that song? Message in a bottle, where he goes sending out an SOS, and it goes on for like five years. No, I intend to do that for about fifty more. That's okay. I got. I got it. Thanks. (laughs) Um, but it's like I get. There's a Christmas vacation that's going to happen you don't have to keep singing those two words over and over again (laughs) i noticed ellen griswold Mm -hmm. this was bothering me until i yes she was played by beverly d'angelo yes and that 80s well of course it was in the 80s but that look reminded me very much of amy poehler in her sort of 80s-ish mom look in mean girls her, like a lot of the physicality, like yeah, the way her face looks and whatnot, the blonde and her, hair and yeah, and like those eyes that like can pierce right through you with like a you know 
a more narrow kind of pointy nose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't want to disappoint that face. Speaking of pointy noses, should we mention our, our newest podcasting co-host? Well, she, she's, she's asleep very, on the couch. She's very quiet. Her name is Pippet. She is named after the dog that unceremoniously gets eaten. In by, Jaws. By the shark in Jaws. Some people call it the shark itself Jaws. I said in Jaws. It's unclear. No, it's unclear. I'm just saying it's unclear that she got eaten by Jaws. Anyway, her middle name is Gurp Gork. Is this already too deep? Is this too much? I don't know if people if people are interested in our dog, but we're interested in our dog. And this is our show. We can talk about whatever we want. That's true. <laughs> All right. So when, when Clark hadn't got his bonus, I for sure thought he was going to be fired. Like I had written down, oh, he's so fired. Because that would seem like... In the movie where everything that can possibly go wrong does go wrong, that would be the ultimate. That's that's going wrong. So I was for sure, I was for sure that he was gonna get fired. But it was even worse that he just got a Jelly Club membership for his bonus. Who, what is that? Who needs like you know what jelly you like? Why do you need a <laughs> of the month club? Yeah, you know what? So I haven't seen this movie. I I saw this movie when it first came out. I was either in the eighth grade or ninth grade, and I probably saw it like a a couple more times, you know, in high school and subsequent years. But I haven't really seen it since then. I haven't seen it in many many years. So like. When you were like, oh, he's gonna, you said out loud, we try not to talk about, we try not to have conversations with each other <laughs> when we're watching a podcast movie. But you're like, oh, he's going to get fired. And I'm like, I don't know if he does or not. <laughs> it seems like, because the whole, the whole premise of the movie is bad things happen to a guy who's trying to do the right thing. Right. <laughs> um. Something interesting we noticed as the credits were rolling is that the second assistant director was Frank Capra the third. Did you look? Did, I didn't did look him up. Look that up. Mm-mm. Well, for those of us who don't know, uh, who is Frank Capra, uh, senior? Frank Capra is a notable director who made such classics as Arsenic and Old Lace, which we recently <laughs> watched. Uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Is there any movie that's apropos to Christmas? <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you get your brother on the phone and maybe you can quote each other back and forth. So yes, Frank Capra. Capricorn. Oh, he directed It's a Wonderful Life. True. One of my favorite movies. So, are we ready to talk about the Bechdel test? Oh, please. I it's, oh, Okay, my I haven't read what you have down there on your screen. I'm trying not to read your screen. So... I feel... You don't want to know how I feel about it? No, I want to know. Because I, I feel like there's no way it passes. That's my... My gut instinct is something... Something written by a bunch of dudes that stars Chevy Chase. It's not going to pass. It's debatable. Okay, let's hear it. Because it's it falls under the same thing of does a group of people, if it includes men, does that count 
about oh, like right. talking about men because so dinner what so like Christmas dinner. Um, Ellen and her daughter Audrey discuss how having extra people at their Christmas celebration is ruining Audrey's life. Oh, okay. Some of those guests are men: the grandparents, the Brandy Quaid cousin. I can't remember his name right now. Um, so Eddie. Eddie, that's right. Um, By the way, Eddie stars in Christmas Vacation too. With it's just about Andy Quaid. It's character, Eddie. Go ahead. Um. Yeah, I don't know that I'd be interested in that. <laughs> no, I've only I only found out that that was a thing when I was like when I was researching for this. So, um, so yeah, if you if you include groups of people as passing, then it passes. If since it includes men, you don't count it, then it doesn't pass. It's kind of one of those. I, it depends on how you yourself classify it. A teenage daughter talking to her mother about how she feels about her mother's choices especially when it involves the daughter's space that seems like it should pass even though it kind of includes men because it's two women one woman talking about you know her thoughts and feelings and this isn't cool yeah that seems like it should at least get an honorary pass (laughs) I agree so pop culture references, I now understand. I did. Yes. There aren't actually a whole lot of references I understand, but I noticed I noticed a lot of references in the movie. Like there were a lot of similarities. Like of course you start with the animated Christmas intro, which mm-hmm. I mean animated Christmas things are like all in the sixties and seventies. Um, some of the things reminded me like when Santa got stuck in the chimney. That's like very much the Grinch, where he's like climbing down. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the stair banister, like in It's a Wonderful Life, where he, like, did the chainsaw thing, you know? Right, when it was loose, when the, what is that called? The top of the... New, new old post? Right. I don't know. It was loose. Uh Uh-huh. And in in It's a Wonderful Life, it's like a bit. Yeah. Anyway. The, uh, squirrel in the tree, that's something (laughs) from, like, a Disney Mickey Mouse Christmas thing, where, um, what was... Chipmunks, Chip and Dale, oh, goodness. were in the Chip and Dale were in the tree and were terrorizing Pluto, oh, and the mean. tree ended up all torn up and everything. So that that very much reminded me of of that kind of thing. That was all. Excellent. <clears throat> so, what would anything be different? with today's technology in this movie. Well, a lot of the a lot of the themes and gags were very much like the turkey's too dry or the bulbs won't light up or that like they're just things that happen at Christmas whether it's like 1918 <laughs> or 2018. Like right. no amount of technology is going to save the holidays in some regard. So, the only thing that really the only thing that really stuck out to me was when he fell through the attic ceiling or he was trapped in the attic mm-hmm. and he's like sticking his head out the vent or whatever trying oh, right. like if he had uh-huh. his cell phone he could just text her like hey come get me out of the attic but he was also in his pajamas and not everybody carries their cell phone with them when they're in their pajamas you know That's it may true. have been on his nightstand or something 
That's true. I don't understand. So at one point he falls through the ceiling. He falls through the floor of the attic, which is the ceiling, because he's standing on... <laughs> Not the beams, yes. And he's carefully standing on... Did you watch him? He was, he's carefully missing the beams and standing directly on... <laughs> <laughs> oh my it's God. just that pla- it's that old plaster with like that starts with the wood, those thin wood <laughs> those strips of wood. Yes. So but at one point he does fall through, but he only falls through to like a like a bunk bed. Right. So it's only three feet. But I'm thinking like the ceiling's already ruined. Let me just right? try to move the bed away and get down. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, or why didn't he try to climb back up into the ceiling and just stay in the, Like, why... Why are you like this, Clark? Why are you like this? <laughs> I just have questions. <sighs> anyway. That's all I have. Do you have anything? So, uh, the last thing I just want to say real quick is the, the yuppie... Neighbors. Oh my god. Where they're like, they don't have any kids, <laughs> but they have a house just as big as the Griswolds, and they're uh, uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus mm-hmm. uh, plays the the girlfriend or wife. It's never really established, I don't think. And you were waiting. You were waiting for them to somehow get into it directly with the Griswolds. Right. But while the Griswolds were, like, accidentally just ruining their day... Uh-huh. Like, and they were supposed to be the bad guys, I guess? Yeah. They were never... Like, all they would do is just sit there and just be randomly accidentally attacked That's by true. Clark. That's true. And they never did anything bad except be rich, I guess? <laughs> well, they weren't very neighborly either. But that doesn't That's true. that doesn't warrant like shooting ice through someone's window. <laughs> Again, it was an accident, but th- th- there was no point for that. Like, yeah, it could have been. They could have a- had that that scene. They could have extended that scene where Clark goes down on the on that super slick, yeah. you know, saucer. They could have extended that another two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So that about wraps it up. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and also on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network at CosmicPotato.com. Episode transcripts and links to what we talked about are available on our website at WaitYou'veNeverSeen.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter under WaitYNS, and you can also email us at WaitYou'veNeverSeen at gmail.com. Leave us some feedback and let us know if you have any suggestions for movies we should watch. That's our show for today. Next time we'll be watching National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 2. The sh** is full. (laughs) Again. (laughs) That's not true. It's not our sequels month yet. That's not true. (laughs) We'll, We'll be watching A Christmas Carol with Patrick Stewart. Thanks for listening. Engage. <laughs> Make it so. <laughs> <laughs>